Hey, everybody, we are so glad that you came uh, to join us online today. Uh, we're just so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come into your home and share with you a little bit about what God is doing in the world. And I just believe that I have something that I, I believe is going to help you today. And so we're continuing a series that we've been calling The Slow Lane. And The Slow Lane is all about the fact that we need to slow down. If we're ever going to be able to hear God, if we're ever going to be able to hear His voice, it's so important that we slow down. And it really came out of this idea that, that many of us want to live in the fast lane. It's like that's where we live all the time. But I just sensed that God was saying, look, 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 if you really want to hear me, if you really want to know what I'm up to, you've got to begin to merge on over to the slow lane so that you might be able to hear my voice better. And so this entire series is all about that. And we've been, we've been looking at a variety of things over the last few weeks. And if you'd like, you can check those out online and look at some of those, uh, those sermons that we've done previously. Uh, you can do that online. You can check that out on the app as well. But, but I want to continue today with a, a, a series title that I'm just simply calling, Did You Forget Something? Did you forget something? And, then, and I want to share with you our series verse, and that's out of Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 25. Listen to these words from the scripture. Slow down. Isn't that just good? You, just, you may need to just hear that today. Slow down. Take a deep breath. What's the hurry? Why wear yourself out? Just what are you after anyway? I just think that's such a great reminder to us that we would slow down, that, that, that the prophet is asking these questions to us, is what is it we're doing? Why are we doing this and why are we doing that? I just feel like those are good questions for us to ask right now. Now, I don't know if you've ever read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but, but in the Gospels, we have uh, stories about Jesus. And in there, as you look over the entire Gospel, at no point do you ever see that Jesus was in a hurry. He was never in a hurry. He wasn't ever uh, wandering around going, oh no, if we don't hurry up, we're never going to get this done. It was never there. And so Jesus was never in a hurry. And so we've been talking throughout this series about how hurry can affect us. It can affect us physically, emotionally, spiritually. I mean, they even have doctors now that have identified something that they call hurry sickness. And so, so you may or may not have experienced that, or you may be experiencing that right now. But the one thing that I've learned is that it affects our relationship with God and it affects our relationship with others in a negative way. And so we have to begin to slow down so that we might be able to hear what God is doing. We have to slow down so that we know what he's saying, so that we can hear his voice. It's so important that we do that. And one of the ways we've talked about that is that you have to learn to pray first in your life. Not second, not third, but first. Because see, when you learn to pray first in your life, what happens is you automatically slow down. Like, it's hard to, to, to be running super fast and, 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 and really spending time with God. Now, I'm not saying you can't pray when you're running fast, because that may be the time that you want to pray because you're running from something. But, but what happens a lot of times when I pray is I get quiet and I just begin to slow down a little bit and I begin to put my life in what we've called spiritual order. 
And, and, and when my life is out of order, it's like your car being out of alignment. Is that it starts to pull in one direction or the other, and, and really it starts to pull us over into the fast lane, and where we need to stay is over here in the slow lane. And so my heart for you is that you would begin to move on over into the slow lane. I think this particular situation and crisis that we're dealing with as a culture is really forcing us to slow down. Many of us are cooped up in our house and, and, and we're concerned, we're fearful sometimes, we're worried about what's going to happen. And, and the reality is, is that this virus is forcing us to slow down. So I just suggest that we take this opportunity to use it so that we can get closer to God. And so I want to encourage you uh, to check out all of the messages that we've done so far, but I also want to share a word with you today that I believe is going to help you. Uh, I shifted a little bit of this series to, 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 to begin to focus us on what I believe is the most important thing for us to be focused on right now. And that is not this virus. It's our God. That our God is bigger and badder and better than this virus. With this economic downturn, our God is more than able to do something. And so here's the big idea that I want you to get today, and that is in order to travel in the slow lane, we must be reminded of who God is, what He's promised, and what He has done. We have to get our eyes fixed on God. Listen to this, listen to this. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. How in the world are you going to get your faith dial turned up? Well, the way you get it turned up is you start to look at the one that can do something about your situation. You start to look at the one that isn't fearful, that isn't freaked out. That's, that's more than able to deal with it because we serve a God that has done amazing things. We serve a God that, that will do amazing things. We serve a God that's made promises to His people that He intends to fulfill. And so when we look at God, when we get focused on Him, what happens is our God gets bigger and our problems get smaller. And when God gets bigger, our problems start to get smaller. All of a sudden, the anxiety and the fear and the things that we've been dealing with start to dissipate. Now, I don't know if you've ever been on a trip where you've forgotten something. I suspect you have. I, 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 I forget things all the time. I, uh, the truth is, is sometimes I pack like as you're going out the door. And, and so I automatically forget things. Perhaps you've forgotten toothpaste or maybe you've forgotten underwear. Come on. Maybe you've forgotten socks. I, I don't know what you've forgotten. Uh, perhaps you uh, have forgotten, I don't know, like in Home Alone, maybe you forgot your kid. You know, maybe you forgot Kevin and, and he was at home. And you, you, but, but, but you know my point is that you've been on a trip, you've gone on a trip and you've forgotten to bring the things you need. And this is what I want you to hear. As you're traveling this journey at this time, the thing you need is God. You need a healthy dose of God today. You need a healthy dose of the one that can make a difference. And so I just want to give you a, 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 just a few things that we talked about last week just to kind of set the tone about who our God is. I'm not going to go into to a lot of detail of the ones we've spoken about, 
because I have many more to talk about today. Uh, but, but I want to share just some of the foundations that we set last week, and that is that God is infinite. Now, what does that mean? He's self-existing. He's, he's without origin. And, and what I love about that is that all of the reason we have and all the things that we think about and plan for and, and, and even the categories that we put God in, here's the greatest part of that, is that there are no boxes with God. That He blows our boxes away and is able to do infinitely more than we can think or imagine. It's so important that we understand that our God is infinite. And what's really fascinating about that is that means He can do miracles. He can do miracles. He can do a miracle in your life. I believe that. And so God is infinite. God is immutable. Isn't that a fancy word? God is immutable. It means He never changes. He's dependable. You can count on Him. When everything else in your world is going crazy, you can count on Him. When, when things in your family aren't going well, when things in your marriage aren't going well, when you don't know how you're going to pay the bills, you can depend on God, is what the Bible says. God is immutable. Number three, God is self-sufficient. In other words, He has no needs. He's not needy like us. He's self-sufficient. In other words, He can satisfy all of your needs because He's not needy because he is self-sustaining, he can provide every need that you have. He never dries up. Has everything you need. Number four is that God is omnipotent. What does that mean? Well, omni means, means all, and, and potent means powerful. All-powerful. He is all-powerful. In other words, he has the strength, the power, to do exactly what he says he'll do. So those are the four things that we talked about last week. And if you missed them, go back and listen. But I want to add to that list today. The first thing I want to add to that list, and, and if you're wondering how many of these I have, I have 15. Now, I'm not going to talk about all 15 today, but we will get to them. And so we talked about four last time, but we have a few to add today. And that is that God is omniscient. God is omniscient. Now, that's a big word. Now, what does that mean? What does that word mean? Well, if you've, you've, you've caught on that omni means all, right? You're, you're, you've picked that up. Well, omniscience means knowing. And so he's all knowing. He's all knowing. He knows everything. He knows everything. Can you imagine? Can you imagine knowing everything? Listen to this in Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9 and 10. I love the way the prophet writes this. He says, remember the things I've done in the past. That, that might just be enough for you today. Remember how faithful he has been in the past. Guys, we go through crisis all the time. Sometimes big, sometimes small. This is not the first pandemic we've faced. Now, I'm not lessening that, and I'm not lessening the impact of that. I have empathy for those that are struggling through it. But we have to be reminded again that we have dealt with crisis before. We have dealt with pandemics before. And God has been faithful in that as well. He's not surprised by it. He's all-knowing. Listen, listen. For I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. And then look at this in verse 10. Only I can tell 
Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. In other words, he knows what's on the other side of this. He knows, and I take comfort in that. I take comfort in a God who loves me knowing what's on the other side of this. I love the fact that God is more than able to see the future, to know what's going to happen before it happens. He goes on to say, the prophet says, everything I plan will come to pass for I do whatever I wish. God is in control. God is omnipotent, isn't he? He's powerful. So when he has a plan, he has the power to make it happen. He has the answers that you need today because he knows what's coming. He has the answer. He has the future. He knows where we're going. And so he can answer every question you have. It reminds me of the movie Back to the Future. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but I think it was number two. But they had this little book that would tell sports scores. And they were trying to bet on games so that they could win lots of money, but they were doing it because they knew it was in the future. And when you know how it's going to end, doesn't that make you more certain? It's no longer a gamble. Your relationship with God is not a gamble. He's not, he's not, he's not out there just wondering what's going to happen. We serve a God that knows the answers. He knows what's on the other side. See, see, it's almost like God is like an inside trader. He knows the information. He could dump stock tomorrow if he wanted to and know exactly how it was going to go down. And so here's the question. If I'm looking for answers, who do I need to talk to? I need to talk to God because he's the one that I can count on. He's the one that has the answers. Number six, I gave you number five, which is God is omniscient. Number six, God is omnipresent. That means he's all what? Present. He's all present. He's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Now, now, this is so good. Listen, listen to this. In Psalm 139, 7 and 10, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, what? You are there. If I go down to the grave, come on, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I love that God is everywhere. I love that wherever I go in this world, if I'm at home, if I'm over here at work, if I'm quarantined in this place or in a hospital somewhere, the Bible says that God is with you. God is everywhere. It, it reminds me of when we cry out to Jesus, Emmanuel. What does that mean? It means that God is with us. Jesus is with us. He's, he's always with us. And I tell you, I take an enormous amount of comfort in that. Listen to, to, to how this particular writer wrote it. She said it this way. She said, he can be everywhere at the same time. And he never sleeps or slumbers. He's not tired. He's always awake. He's aware every moment of every day exactly what we're up against. He knows our way and, it, and is with us always. There's no place on this earth that we can go that he doesn't see 
and know of. Wow. Listen. God sees you. You may not think he does. You may be wondering if he's invested in your life at all. But the Bible clearly says that God sees you. God knows what your needs are. He knows what you're going through. He's everywhere. How could he not know? And so remember today that not only is he omniscient, he's omnipresent. And the other thing he is, is God is wise. God is wise. Why do I need to know that? Why do I need to know that God is wise? Listen to what Romans eleven thirty three 33 says. Paul is writing here and he says, Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible is it for us to understand his decisions and his ways? When it, when, 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 I am limited. Did you know that? I know. I know for some of you that's shocking. But you're limited too. But God is not limited. He knows everything. He not only knows everything, he's wise in its application. It's so important you get this. Wisdom and knowledge are different things. You can know a lot of things and become prideful. Just because you know stuff doesn't mean that you take that stuff and do the right things with it. Wisdom helps us do the right thing with it. Listen to, to the way that A.W. Tozer wrote this. And again, I recommend Tozer to you. If you've never read him, please go after that because he is so amazing. He's a theologian and he's a pastor. Oh, it's so good. But here, let me, let me share this with you. Wisdom, among other things, is the ability to devise perfect ends and achieve those ends by the most perfect means. It, it, it sees the end from the beginning. So there can be no need to guess or conjecture. Wisdom sees everything in focus, each in proper relationship to all and is thus able to work together towards predestined goals with faultless precision. He just said that so much better than me. Wisdom isn't just about knowing stuff. Wisdom is knowledge in perfect action. Think about that. God has perfect action, and he can do things that we can't. But you know what's so amazing? What's so amazing about our God is he's willing to share. He says, I'm a God of wisdom. And he says to you and to me, if you'll ask, I'll give you wisdom. That's what I need today. When I'm trying to navigate some of the challenges I'm facing as a pastor that's leading a church, as a husband who's leading a family, I mean, as a person that's trying to navigate challenges and difficulties and relationships and people's lives, I need wisdom. You need wisdom. But listen to what the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 5. If you need wisdom, ask our what? Generous God, and he will give it to you. Wow. He won't rebuke me for asking. So, so, so let me get this straight. God is a God of wisdom. He has all wisdom. And he says, if I'll ask him, he'll give it to me. That seems like a good deal to me. If I need wisdom in a situation, maybe you're going through something that you can't figure out. There's a reason you can't figure it out. It's because you're not God. But you could know a God that knows what you need. 
that has the wisdom that you need in that situation. And the Bible says, why don't you just ask? Why don't you just ask? And if you go on a little bit more into that verse, it says, but whenever you ask him, make sure you do this in faith. Do it in faith. Faith in what? Faith in the God we're just talking about. Faith in that God. Because see, what happens if we don't, we start to waffle, don't we? We start to go back and forth. The Bible says that we start to waver for a, for a person who has divided loyalty is unsettled like a wave crashing up against the rocks, back and forth, back and forth. And maybe you feel like you're going back and forth and back and up and down and up and down. And, 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 and this is what the Bible says, have faith, not in yourself, not in your own ability, but in a God who's more than able. It says their loyalty is divided between God and the world. And they are unstable in everything that they do. I have felt unstable at times in my life. Some of you may have felt unstable this week. But it's not because of God. It's because I've disconnected from the one that can help me. And so just reach out. He says if you'll do it, if you ask, he'll come right in. So I'm believing that God is going to give you greater wisdom as you seek him. Okay, so that's, I mean, we've talked about three. We've talked about God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. God is wise. But I want to, I want to give you this one too. God is faithful. God is faithful. He is infinitely, unchangingly true. He is infinitely and unchangingly true. Listen to what Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 says. Understand, therefore, that, that the Lord your God is indeed God. Listen, he is, he is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. Wow. Listen to what 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says. If we are unfaithful, listen to this. If we are unfaithful, the Bible says he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. He cannot deny his character. He cannot deny his attributes. He can never be anything other than faithful. And in our lives, when we are unfaithful, the Bible says that he remains faithful. That is so good. Perhaps you've allowed fear to get a hold of you this week. And we've talked about how fear is sin because the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. And I know that we all have it. It all tries to grab hold of us. But the Bible says that, 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 that when we sin, when we are unfaithful, when we are disobedient to God, the Bible says he is still faithful. He is still faithful. Listen to the way this, this theologian put it. Uh, he wrote this. He said, God is true. His word of promise is sure. In all his relations with his people, God is faithful. He may be safely relied upon. No one ever yet really trusted him in vain. We find this precious truth expressed almost everywhere in Scripture. For his people need to know that faithfulness is an essential part of the divine character. This is the basis, listen to this, this is the basis of our confidence in him. 
We have confidence in God because he's always faithful. We can trust that. When someone is always faithful, what? It builds trust. It keeps trust. And that is who we serve. We can be confident because God is faithful. Listen to Romans 8, 28. Maybe you know this verse, but it's so powerful when you put it in this context. And we know that God causes everything. Not some things, not a little bit of this, not a percentage of that. The Bible says that our God causes everything to work together for the good to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Can you believe it? Can you imagine that in that God is able to do immeasurably more? He is good. Everything he does is. He can bring good out of your bad. The Bible says that he can take ashes and make them beautiful. I don't even know how sometimes. I don't. I don't always get it. He's beyond my reason. But for some reason, he's able to, to take the bad. I believe he's going to take this bad, this virus, and he's going to do something with it. He is going to bring beauty out of ashes, and I don't know how. And I don't get it all the time, but I know I serve a God that can that he is faithful to what he says. And so when God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Let me, let me just give it to you. God's, God promises you. God is faithful. He has made promises to you. Listen to some of these. God promises to give you eternal life. God promises forgiveness. God promises you the Holy Spirit. God promises you financial blessings. God promises you blessings in general. God promises to take care of our needs. God promises to heal. God promises to protect. God promises to give us wisdom. He promises to give us peace. He promises to help us overcome our temptations. He is the one that can help us live without fear because he promised it. God promises resurrection for all that want it. God promises, listen, listen, God promises that in the end, He's going to deal with all suffering. All suffering. God will deal with it. Those are the promises of God. That is the God that we serve. That is what you can count on today. And so I'll give you one last one and I'll be done. God is good. He's faithful. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's wise. And he's good. He's infinitely, unchangingly kind and full of goodwill. Goodwill towards who? You. He loves you. He's good. Listen to what Psalm 34, 8 says. Taste and see. Listen, listen. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, listen. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. As you take refuge in God today, the Bible says that joy will begin to rise in your life. The God that has all joy, he's going to begin to fill your cup with something that the world can't take because it's found in him. Run to the one who's good and full of joy.
See, it's by his nature. He is inclined to bestow blessings and he takes holy pleasure. Listen, he takes holy pleasure in the happiness of his people. Wow. This is the God that we worship. This is the God that we ask you to worship. This is the God that if you don't have a relationship with today, we would love for you to consider entering into that relationship because see, the way that we stay in the slow lane, the way that we stay in the place where God is, is we gotta remember who he is. We gotta remember what he's done. We gotta remember that he's always faithful to his promises. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much. I thank you that you are who you say you are, that you are the one that we can trust, that you are always faithful, that you, you, you made promises that you will fulfill. God, we give you praise. Perhaps you're here today, and you've tuned in online, and, and, and there were things that I said that stirred you, that you're just like, I gotta get this right. I've, I've got to get my, my eyes focused back on God. I want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, I pray right now for every person in here that, have, that they've, they've gotten off. Their, their spiritual order has gotten off. They, they're out of alignment. They, they, they have forgotten who you are. I, I just pray right now for every person that's in that situation. And I ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would help them get focused again on you. That they would fix their eyes on the author and the perfecter of their faith. Lord, would you fill them with your presence right now as they are reminded again of how powerful you are and that you keep all of your promises. Just, just, just look at them again in your mind's eye. Just look at them and say, God, I, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at, at my situation. I'm not looking at this virus. I'm not looking at my job. I'm not looking at my bank account. I'm looking at you. And so, Lord, would you bless them today? Would you fill them with your presence? Would you fill them with your peace and your power? God, we ask for it today in the strong name of Jesus. You know, as I, as I spoke earlier, I talked about Jesus being with us. I talked about him being Emmanuel. Do you know how that's possible? The Bible says that Jesus was born as a baby, grew up into a man, went to a cross, and it was on that cross that he died a brutal death. Now, why would he do that? It was for you. You may not know that, but, but, but it was for you. That he wants a relationship with you today. And the Bible says that if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who he says he is, and he's done what he says he's done, that he'll come in, he'll save you, and he'll begin to transform you. And I don't know where you are today. I don't know your journey or your story. But I just tell you, I don't believe it's an accident that you're here, that you're here right now. And my heart for you is that you would reach out your hand to a God that's already reaching towards you. And that you'd grab hold of it and put your faith and your trust in a God that loves you. And so I want to pray for you if that's you. And there's actually a way online that, that if you want to raise your hand, there's a little button there that you can raise your hand because you want that in your life and that's a decision that you're making today but I want to pray for you and so guys everybody that's that's in the 
that, that's here or online, would you pray with me as well? Let's pray. Say this prayer if this is you. Lord Jesus, I need you. Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you be Lord of my life? Will you change me from the inside out? I choose this day to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.